Hey guys, when we started this project, we were not sure how hard it would be to edit, record everything, and then eventually distribute. But then luckily, someone told us about Anchor. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. Secondly, they have creation tools that will allow you to record and edit directly from your phone or your computer. They distribute your podcast for you. And the best thing is you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We're in the state of confusion. Questions on your mind. Send in Letitia and Brandy. Gonna help you unwind. We're hanging out together, even though we're long. We'll pass it on over. Sorry, we're stoned. How stoned are you? Extremely. I can tell. Hello. What's up? Clearly, you've been sitting around smoking weed. Well, I decided that since Wells is coming on today, uh-huh. that I need to be extra stoned. <laughs> That's good. He'll like that. He will like that. What was I going to tell you? Oh, just give a little shout out to Elevate Jane. I just took a few little hits out of her Mimi. It is so good. It is so good and it's so pretty. It's just clear. You're a freak. What are you doing? Oh, I am living in a freaking snow globe. Actually, it's an ice globe, but we'll go with snow globe. It is, you left Tennessee just in time. Okay, so I don't understand when I beg you to just come live with me because I would be your roommate forever. Oh, what do you do? You would be in sunshine. I know. And it's like perfect. Actually, I went on a walk just now and like I was a little chilly. Like I should have brought a little puffer because I was cold, but it was great. You don't even know cold. It's the high tomorrow morning is 12. (laughs) And that's not even the feels like. That's what it actually is. I just can't imagine why anyone would choose (laughs) to live like this. I don't. Oh, it's pretty brutal. So I've been... Up and down in the freezing cold, in the ice, taking care of the farm animals. Plus, we're recording my other podcast this morning. I have another podcast after this. I'm just a podcast machine today. Oh, you are, are you? I am. Because I'm on a podcast this week. Oh, which podcast? You know what? So it came out today. What you Wait, this is Monday. It is called The Whole Elephant. Mm-hmm. And it is, his name is Eric. He is the head of music at my church that I have attended ever since I moved to California. And he is just like such an incredible musician and singer and songwriter and creative. And so I've just known him for the longest time. And he asked me to be on his podcast. And of course I had to say yes. And it was so interesting to talk to him outside of church. Like I haven't even said this to him, but like all I know him is, is just that, you know, at church usually. And so like, it was really weird how like open our conversation was. And he also said he listens to our podcast all the time. And I think usually knew I'd be like, Ooh, oh my gosh, he knows I smoke weed. (laughs) But honestly, the fact that he wanted me to be on his podcast and we also talked about, about my love for Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. Made me feel so much better. Well, that's amazing. And so it was so good because like to go on and have like these real honest conversations and 
So if y'all want to listen to it, you can Google it. Again, it's called The Whole Elephant. And I just had the best experience. And so thank you, Eric, for having okay. me on. Very cool. Well, I'm pretty sure the podcast I'm recording tonight will already be out by the time this podcast comes out. But it's my friend Blake Horseman. He was on The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. Real good friend of mine. And he has a new-ish podcast called Behind the Rose, where when The Bachelor is airing, it's literally a Bachelor recap podcast. And he asked me to come on tonight to discuss this week's Bachelor episode. So I'm excited about that. Okay, so I don't even want to go down this bachelor path again because I can't even believe that I, somebody literally said, it was my friend Adam Sampson. He texted me and was like, I cannot, I did not picture you for a bachelor nation kind of gal. <laughs> and I was like, I'm absolutely not. And he was like, ha ha ha, yeah, you totally are. You totally are. So he totally called me out. But anyway, like, what the heck? I know it's a lot. They are having some issues from within <laughs> the confines of the yeah. vaccination. Big issues. Anyway. But more importantly, have you watched the Britney Spears documentary? So I've only seen about 35 to 40 minutes of it. Okay. So where did you leave? Where did you stop? I stopped literally right when she shaved her head. Oh, that's okay. where I stopped. You were just getting to the good part. Oh, really? Okay. Well, first of all, it is really hard for me to watch. It was hard for me to watch. So one, I know Brittany and her family. And two, I mean, Molly has been through so much of that. Mm -hmm. And it made me so sad because when the, when Brittany looks scared and that one freaking paparazzi said, well, Mm -hmm. that, she never, you know, acted weird. She never like acted like she didn't want us around. Yeah. Maybe never told us to go away. Never told us to go away. And they go, oh, but she just said, go away. Yeah. And, and he's yeah, like, but I just thought she meant one time. No, you stupid person. <laughs> like that is not what it means. And honestly, I've seen Molly just beg them to go away. Yeah. And, you know, whether Brittany, you had a breakdown or she didn't, I mean, the fact that these people pushed her that far is just so incredibly sad and that there are not serious laws against it, mm -hmm. especially for children. And she was a child at the time. And when they did this to Molly at 14, 15, 16, and I would call my lawyer because I would be like, how can they, like, she has a learner's permit. She's trying mm -hmm. to learn to drive a vehicle and people are chasing us down the freeway and pulling in front of us. And like, it's not right. Mm -mm. And no one will do anything. Like there is nothing to protect it. Not even a minor. I know. Wells and I touched on this on YFT this week, just the documentary in general, and something he brought up that I didn't even think twice about, even watching the Britney documentary, is Wells was like, how did Britney not have security? And he was like, Britney's just going out on her own. And I was like, you know what, Wells? Sometimes. I was like, yeah. She, she did have security. We know. Big Rob. Yes. With Britney for a very long time. But when you see her running around to like the gas station and whatever popping in, it's just her and her, you know, whoever's in the okay. car with her. So here's the reason I can identify with this. You I would get tell. so upset when Molly did that. I know. But Molly at 16 and 17, really, you want your security with like as much as we would be like, oh, that's so cool. She has security or whatever. That's not how they feel. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm so embarrassed. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry. I have to bring this weird guy with us everywhere we go. 
-hmm. Like that sucks. And so sometimes it's just like, I'm sure she was like, no, I want to go out with my friend. I don't want some weird guy around the Mm -hmm. entire time Yeah, because I've seen Miley do it. And, you know, know. looking back, it just makes me so sad. Yeah. I, it was so hard for me to watch the documentary just because watching all the paparazzi stuff specifically, like gave me legitimate flashbacks to when, like before Miley had a license, I drove her around so much when we'd want to go shopping in Pasadena and go get our nails done or go to Starbucks. I have and come cl- so close to hitting paparazzi. On, yeah. And then if you hit someone, it's our fault, it's even though fault. they're literally throwing their bodies in front of our car. Literally, I've had men lean on my car with a freaking camera in my windshield. Yeah. But it's yet, if I run over him by accident, I'm going to jail probably. Like, it's a freaking shit show. It yeah, really is. It is. And it's there There were moments where, like, it was scary to have that minute, especially when Miley and I were out on our own. I mean, we're I, I was able to drive, but, I mean, I was barely 18 or 19. And for two young girls to be out and, like, a swarm of 30 grown men to be, like, videoing them through the window getting their nails done, that's not or right. Or in dressing rooms. Yeah, it's not right. And I'm sorry, Miley should have had the right, as should Brittany and everyone else, to go get their nails done at 16 years old and not have grown men watching them through the window. It's disgusting. And these men, if you can picture what these men are like, for everyone out there listening, like just, you know, older, like in the summer, sweating and pushing each other and fighting. And like, it is terrifying. Yeah. And it is so wrong. So wrong, especially because of these girls being minors. Yeah. Like the fact that this is allowed for these older men to be photographing these young girls because they would do it to Miley if they could get through a dressing room curtain. Like, you know, it was just, it's so wrong. Yeah. I do think, you know, if you're, if you're somebody that is quick to think like, oh, Brittany's just crazy. Like you've maybe seen her Instagram videos or or you've seen like just clips of her with the shaved head and think, oh, she's just insane. I would highly encourage you to watch this and see like how she was when she first started out as a young girl and how clear she was and how normal and together and smart and all these like so talented and smart, like, and such an amazing girl. And to see what the press and the media had turned her into and then decide if you think Britney's crazy or if you think that all of that chaos drove her to where she is. And I, I, I hope people see how sad it is that the media and the press have ruined her life the way they have. So I was kind of shocked in the beginning that Felicia, who was Britney's assistant and chaperone I was like why is she doing this? Like when I the very first turned and then she said the reason I'm doing this interview is it because I want you to see and remember Brittany for all the right reasons. And like, mm-hmm. you know, so let's start from the beginning. And then I was like, okay, I see that. I see somebody wanting to like really help people remember what her legacy should be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so that was interesting. Like that she, she said that. And the fact that, I mean, honestly, they broke her, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it's just so hard. There was a time that she just seemed so broken and I'm sure the conservatorship isn't perfect and probably has been going on long enough. I mean, I don't know. And no one can know because nobody right now knows the inside of Britney's life. 
except the people that are so close in it. Like everybody from the outside has been so judgmental of so many things that nobody really knows, you know? So, and I do know her mom and dad and they love her with all their heart and just the whole family and Brittany. And so like, I just think nobody should be judging because nobody knows the the real story, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I don't know, just the whole thing was so sad to me. Yeah. Really good watch. I really think everybody should watch it. Just, I don't know, it just shows you a whole different side to the whole aspect of being a celebrity that I think is important for people to see. So yeah, for sure. Go watch that one. All right. Well, let's lighten her up here and yeah. let's get Wells. <laughs> now? The fu- yeah, it's, it's time. Let me tell you what, if I know one thing about Wells Adams, if I am a minute late to call into our podcast, he is very upset. No. Oh, yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. Very punctual. Very. Very interesting. Uh-huh. I would have thought Wells was a little more fly by the seat of your pants kind of guy. Definitely not with the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he takes it very seriously. I guess we can give him a little intro. <clears throat> I, I just assume everybody knows who he is at this point because I hope you listen to my other podcast called Your Favorite Thing, co-hosted by my good friend that's about to join us, Wells Adams. Hottie. Oh, boy. Engaged to uh, the very talented and very beautiful and awesome human being, Sarah Highland from Modern Also Family. a hottie. Also a hottie. But Wells and I met in Nashville. Uh, it's a fun story. We've told him a bunch of times. We actually got set up by a friend, went on a couple of dates, realized we were just friends, and started uh, doing radio together. He is a, was a radio host for many, many, many years here in Nashville. And I would come in and co-host his morning show some. And then we started our podcast after he went and did his stint on JoJo's season of The Bachelorette. So Wells is just a jack of all trades. He really is. Yeah. I'm telling you, he's going to end up being like Ryan Seacrest. hmm hmm You know, that top. Yeah. They yeah, even, he, they even look a little similar. Here he is. You guys talking trash? I talking love trash. his background. Oh, boy. She's very stoned, in case you can't tell. So fancy. You know, Tish the Dish, I'm a fancy guy. You know this. Are you having a drink, Wells? Yeah, because I I feel like I don't smoke weed, so I got to do something to get in the mindset. He doesn't smoke weed anymore. Yeah, that's true. Uh, That is right. I've heard this story. But honestly, (laughs) like, let's talk about that. Okay, let's do it. Why did you stop smoking weed? Because I get too paranoid now. I like freak out and I judge myself. If I smoke weed, so like the last time I smoked weed was at a party and I didn't smoke it. Someone gave me a gummy. And I also feel like gummies, you just never know what you're getting. Absolutely. You cannot judge the good weed, the ganja with a gummy because it is totally different. Yeah, it's total crapshoot. And someone gave me a gummy and they were like, this is totally mellow. You'll be chill. And then 25 minutes later, I was in the bathroom being like <laughs> judging myself for my career moves and like what was wrong with my hair. I was like losing my mind. And then I come outside and Sarah's wasted, like hanging out with uh, all her friends. And I was like, I gotta go. And I like <laughs> to Uber and get the hell out of there. But she was drunk. And so I couldn't leave her there. And it was just a. I was having a crisis, and that was like the last time I really smoked weed. That is crazy because Billy Ray (laughs) honestly said he doesn't smoke weed anymore either for that exact same reason. 
Wait, blood stopped smoking the gunch? <laughs> yes. No way. He did. Yes. And he literally said the last few times exact same thing. Wow. That, I have a like, theory about weed. I think that you've only got so many like bowls you can smoke before <laughs> you cross a threshold. And like the pothead in me that followed like Fish and Dave Matthews band around in the mid 2000s, I hit that mark and now I can't do it. And the it Billy makes Ray sense. Trey said the same thing. Yeah, my brother said the same thing. And now my dad and my mom didn't start smoking weed until she was old. So it makes total True. sense. So that's not going to happen to me. I'm going to be like Tommy Chong. Yeah. <laughs> I, I envy you, actually. I What I would give to be able to go back to like being able. I used to be able to smoke pot and go to the bar. I can't imagine trying to be social on pot. Like talk to people. It my makes mind. her more talkative. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it does. I and think my makes, dad, like, because I'm not like I am social, but like I'm not a big chit chatter. Like, yeah. just set and shoot the shit about nothing. I just can't. <laughs> and so, but pot, I will talk to anybody for as long as they want to talk to me. Like, it makes you so much more interested and <laughs> and stuff. Wait, but does it make you more interesting or the person you're talking to more interesting? The person I'm talking to more interesting. (laughs) So you need a drug (laughs) to make someone somewhat palatable, basically. Wait, I think I need to start smoking weed. (laughs) This is most people convinced me. Seriously, like I usually hate to go to dinner and just sit around and talk and like it's all that like if I smoke weed before, I love it. Okay, I need to start smoking. Yeah. You've really sold me on it with this. That, that and you're just never bored. <laughs> yeah. I definitely have an issue making conversation. Yeah, you do. <laughs> uh-huh. At least I fake it and I'm like I smiling don't. and no, I don't do that. You're just like looking at your phone or something <laughs> like check out. You guys are like in the wrong line of work because you both don't like to make small talk, but yet you host a podcast where you have to talk to people. Yeah, but she's stoned, so it works. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's true. The only way. Yeah. And huh. it was during quarantine, and it was the only yeah. way I could get Randy to talk to me and hang out with me for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so true. It is true. I was like, time is money. So if you're going to take my time, I need to be making some money. That's exactly what she said. Wow. Literally, she is harsh. I watched a Brene Brown documentary on Netflix last night. And her like opening line was something about when you get older, you realize that time is the most valuable currency you own. It's very true. So true. Very, very true. That's why we need to get in an RV and oh travel boy. East Coast, West Coast, because my time is ticking. <laughs> Has no one pitched like the Road Rules Cyrus edition yet? Is that not so good? <laughs> yeah, like I don't understand. Like that seems like you need like one camera guy, a bunch of like GoPros, and it sells itself. Agreed. It's so good. I keep telling Brandy this. Especially if you're stoned the whole time, it's great television. Maybe I'm the constant Cyrus. I, I like, <laughs> you'll go out, Noah comes in to drive. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Noah goes out, Molly comes in. That's genius. It is kind of good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but Tish can't drive because she'll be stoned the entire time. So. Exactly. 
But it's going to be like that uh, Cheech and Chong movie where, like, the whole bus is made of weed. So good. I Honestly, <laughs> Wells, we should produce this. <laughs> yeah, Wells is like, I'm taking my 15%. I'm I'm ready for it. Like I I just see like National Lampoon's you know Wally World meets the Cyruses. That's exactly what it is. I'm on board. All right, guys, we want to give a quick shout out to one of our favorite sponsors, Nutrafol. I take my Nutrafol. Do you take your Nutrafol? I take my Nutrafol all the time. I do too. I'll have the one for fifty and over. I was gonna say there's a <laughs> few different formulas. Uh, there is one. For women that are postmenopausal, yes, which is. would be my mother. <laughs> um, and if you're confused about like which formula of Nutrafol is right for you, you can go on their website and they do have a quick hair quiz that you can take. You just answer a few questions and then they will tell you which formula is right for you. If you aren't familiar, Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. I've taken it for years. I can tell a huge difference. I can too. I have such like baby fine hair and not very much of it, but I, my hair does not shed. Like it really doesn't. And some of my, my girlfriends, like when they come on trips with me and stuff, their hair will be everywhere, like all over the sink and in the shower. I just do not lose hair like that. And I feel like you used to and don't anymore. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, maybe, but I definitely do not anymore. Like I barely even lose hair in my brush when I brush out. This is amazing. So tell the stoners how we get it. Also, Nutrafol has a subscription that you can do so that it shows up on your doorstep. I do a subscription. Okay, so clutch. That way you never run out. All right, you guys, if you want to take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code STONED. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code stoned. That's Nutrafol.com promo code stoned. All right, you guys, we want to tell you about another one of our sponsors. It's Lumi Deodorant. I think we've talked about them before. I keep one of these sticks in my carry-on bag when I'm traveling. I don't like deodorant. It's just one of those things that I never think to pack. So I just make sure I always have it on me. If you guys aren't familiar, Lumi is a whole body deodorant that was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how normal BO was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. This deodorant is baking soda free and paraben free, plus it's pH balanced for safe use. I know for me, like I've heard so much bad stuff about deodorant and like what's in it isn't great for you that a lot of the traditional ones that you can buy at your local drugstore just aren't cutting it for me. So I really love Lumi. Plus they come in a variety of fresh, bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, which is my favorite. And they also have toasted coconut. And the great thing is, is you can use Lumi all over your entire body. So when you travel, it's so much easier just to have one product. Plus they also have deodorant wipes, which are super clutch, especially if you're on like the red eye or an overnight flight. And they also have body wash, which is really cute. And it comes in a mini travel size as well. Lumi offers a starter pack that's perfect for new customers. And as a special offer for our listeners, All new customers get 15% off Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code STONED for 15% off your first purchase of LumiDeodorant.com. That's code STONED at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. So this is one of my 
favorites. It's the Integra Boost, um, which helps keep your weed fresher. It sure does. Integra specially brings you plant-based solutions for top-tier cannabis storage and packaging. And my favorite part is, is that with the terpenes, that you can kind of mix and match and make them different flavors and just kind of specialize your weed. Totally. Plus, they are precision-crafted plant-based packs that are entirely food-safe, so they can be used with any of your cannabis products. Integra offers an array of sizes and relative humidity levels for storing flour, pre-rolls, gummies, blunt wraps, and so much more. For more information, check them out at www.integraboost.com or at Integra Herbal on Instagram. Use code SWS at checkout for 15% off of your next online purchase at www.integraboost.com. Or you guys just need to start, like when people start to play shows again, just start the Partridge Family version two. We've thought about this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've literally thought about this. And then film the tour bus ride, you know, from city to, to city. From. Genius. Yeah. That the checks, I can already see the checks is rolling. Oh for that. my gosh. And we sell <laughs> Cyrus Family Flower on the road and everybody gets stoned before oh the show. God. Duh. I do. Oh, sorry, we're stoned and we all God. glaze up to go <laughs> watch five hours of Cyrus's. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be Cyrus's people don't even know about just popping out. Seriously. And here's Darren Cyrus, the we third twice removed. He plays a mean tambourine. Okay. Uh, so do you have a funny cousin that we, okay. So we are going and filming like this thing on Noah. And so there is an actual Cyrus family cemetery. And so we are going to film at the Cyrus family cemetery. And when we show up, this kid jumps out and says, I'm your cousin Trey. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. I, his accent is like mine, even worse. We and need to have him on the podcast. It was the craziest thing. But just let me tell you, now we are so tight. And he is sending me <laughs> pictures of his Gucci slides that he is wearing to Yes. And he is just living his best life. And it is the craziest thing, but he has to be on tour. Has to. We need to have him on the podcast for real. Book it. And we bonded over, oh, I don't even remember, but it was something funny. And and I do think it might have been the Kardashians. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. Yeah. are we, did we do any background checking on this or yeah. like this could just be some guy from Kentucky who's like, what would Tish Cyrus really like? Okay. No, for real. Like we know his, so he's actually <laughs> she <was> so <laughs> Billy Ray's cousin's child. <laughs> it's, it's on the blood side. Of course. Let's not. <laughs> This kid is so freaking amazing. I cannot even handle it. <laughs> Maybe the show isn't you guys traveling around performing. It's you guys going and finding long lost relatives. And then, then, and then instead of Wally World, you're just going to uh, Cousin Eddie's place. But like all over the country. That was, I'm serious. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm really scared. <laughs> Uh, I'll be I'll come on it I'll drive I'll take a stint in the driver's seat for a bit 
Well, speaking of roping wells into our television shows, you say we're we're getting a deal. I'm not going to say who with, but you say we might be getting a deal on renovating some stuff. Yeah. Is Wells going to be our hot contractor or what? Can Wells really do some contracting? <laughs> okay, so let's, let me put this out there. I was a roofer in high school. Okay. Great. I did I did uh, Chinese slate. And I was pretty damn good at it. I will say that. I know my way around a nail gun. I can I can lay some drywall. That's crazy. But you know, <laughs> these calloused hands have been, you know, been living in ivory soap for the past like 10 years or so. So it's been I'm a little removed from That's those. That's what days. I was thinking. These things can't start driving down the road and falling apart. Because <laughs> <laughs> wells put them together. But will it be hilarious? If he actually does a shitty job, is it funnier if he yeah. doesn't do a, a yeah. great job? Yes. The I segment is just like there's some guy overseeing it and like cheerleading me. And yeah. then when I like leave, then he's like, oh, I got to go fix this shit. That's you know? exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. But we got to have another standby. <laughs> yeah. And then when you do the big reveal, I'm like absolutely inconsolable because nothing that I did is, is there anymore. It's all <laughs> 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 what did I I just saw oh they remember like two years or three years ago I went and like tried to get them to bring back extreme home makeover and they told me yes yeah. mm-hmm. I was back on <laughs> yeah Hollywood so- loves telling Tish no people love to tell me no and put me in my place and and now uh Jesse Tyler is the host of it right yes yeah from from Modern Family yes he is <laughs> and honestly you know what I went to do it was when we had all the hurricanes. Remember oh, yeah. in Puerto Rico and all these places? No, it was before even that. It was when Houston, wasn't it Houston that was underwater like three yes. years ago? Like uh-huh. it was bad. So I wanted to do extreme home makeover down there and take in like containers. So we didn't, people didn't have to wait for their houses to be completely rebuilt. And let's go in and make those people's dreams come true who lost their homes. But we did. Oh, no, nobody wanted to do that. Very true. Well, you know, there was a time in which Tish pitched a show all over Hollywood for Brandy and I to do. Yep. And we got turned down. And I don't know if, Tish, you knew this, but I went and screen tested for a show that wasn't called Your Favorite Thing, but it was pretty close. And it was a show where I talk about what you should binge on TV. And it was offered to me and they were like, how do you feel about this? And I said, well, I don't know. I pitched this show to you guys a year and a half ago. I don't know why I'm auditioning for it right now, but thanks for offering. That is true. But it's true. Like they tell me no, and then they just freaking steal my ideas. This has happened a lot. What was the one huge show that came out that you said you pitched? And then well, we get sued, but I don't care. And you know what? It didn't work. They got canceled after like two shows because they didn't do it right. Yeah, that was it. You know. Then stole my idea, then put it on the air, but didn't execute it properly, and it got fucking canceled. <laughs> so just hire Tish the Dish from the start, and that won't happen to you people. I'm serious. Oh, this is insane. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay, well, before we actually get sued, I'm going to switch topics here. I'm just going to save us from ourselves. Wells, we have a segment called Dear MT. Mm-hmm. If you can believe it, people actually call in and ask for Tish's advice. 
But so this week we announced a full week ahead that you are coming on as a guest. So we asked people to call in and leave messages asking you questions so that you, so it could be Dear MT and Dear Wells this week. How do you feel about that? I love it. I'm ready to give bad advice. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. Hey, stoners. My name is Natalie. I'm from Seattle. Um, I had a question for Wells. Well, before I ask Wells my question, I just need Tish and Brandy to know that I am absolutely in love with them. I listen to this podcast every week. I think you guys are fantastic. So, Wells, my question, it's kind of a bachelor, bachelorette-related question. When they're on these dates, these, like, one-on-one dates, and they have, like, this full plate of food, and it looks so good, do they, like, actually eat this food? And, like, I guess my other question is, is when it's like the rose ceremony night and he or she is having to like walk around and like talk to everybody and get their like one-on-one time how late do those nights actually really go because sometimes i feel like they're leaving and it's like sunny outside like is it an all-night thing that's what i want to know anyway love you well love you brandy love you tish love the cyruses love everybody sorry i'm stoned (laughs) she needs to do like a Phone sex? Yeah, like hotline. I was thinking. She'd make bank. I'm like, oh my gosh, but she is cute. Okay, but you know what? I love these questions because it's not about like them dating and all that crap. It's about like all that crap. Like I would think that they do not eat the food. They're probably so nervous and they're talking and you're having to film it 18 different ways. I'm sure you don't sit and eat the food or are you starving at that point and you just eat the food? Okay, so first of all, Natalie, I love you. So I will say this, like on a normal date, no, you don't eat the food that's in front of you because you actually eat beforehand. So what happens is, like she's talking about a one-on-one. So on a one-on-one, you go do like the activity. So for me, it was like this like weird art deco, art installation date that I had to go do. We did it. And then we finished that. We left location. I went back to the hotel to change. While I was changing, I had food sent to me to be ready for the night. And then we got there and like the food's already sitting out. So it's cold. It's not like food that you would eat. That's what I thought. (laughs) And also like you have to understand it's a production tool. Like if we were eating, then one that would take away from like the conversation that we're they're trying to get through and on to the next scene or whatever. And then also it would sound terrible if like I was having a conversation, but also like so anyways, <laughs> this tuna tartar is That would be insane. Yeah. So not really. But I will say this, Natalie, there was a date that I was on with Ashley Iconetti in Mexico. And it was the first and only, I think, to this day, date where we actually did eat the food. No, because I was on two of them. We had two dates where I ate, we ate tacos, but they were like street tacos. Like they brought them to us. It wasn't like a set design. Thing, exactly. So. Yeah. I forgot that you went on dates with Ashley. Oh, yeah. I'm I've, I'm one of the many men that have made her cry on television. Wow. What a throwback. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. And then also, usually those do those parties last all night. It does look like they do. Yeah. So everyone's fighting for time. It takes You're a very valuable it, asset. Yeah. Time is the most valuable. Exactly. So, yeah, it takes a very, very long time, especially cocktail parties like at the mansion. Those take a really, really long time because there's a lot of people. There's a lot of moving parts to set up uh, locations for everyone to go to kind of like, yes, there are like little places that are always set up. But, 
you know, when you see like someone like made a little snow globe thing to go into the art department has to go set that up. So it takes a while. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, it's an all night thing just generally. And then also like, because people can go steal and kind of screw up the timeline of things, it'll, it just drags out, takes yeah. forever. So that's why when you see people, when you watch the the rose, I always think it's funny when they're giving out the roses and they look like upset or angry. Uh huh. It's usually because they're trying not to fall asleep because it's like three <laughs> thirty in the morning. <laughs> I would literally be dying. I could not do that. No, yeah. no. I need my sleep. Same. The one thing I gotta have is sleep. I don't know. I feel like I've never ever watched The Bachelorette or The Bachelor till this season, and I never thought I could get into it, and I'm so into it. I love it. And, but I feel like I would almost know from the, if after I met every single one, I'd be shocked if I didn't know my guy right then. Yeah. I think that's probably the biggest problem that production has is having the lead slow play it all. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, especially when it's the bachelorette, because there's like a huge track record for the girls that end up with their first impression rose, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. All right, Stoners, we want to give a quick shout out to one of our podcast sponsors. Here she freaking goes. Mother, we need to tell the Stoners about mood. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is right. If you guys don't know, mood is known for their federally legal THC. Oh. And now they're adding their most potent product yet to the lineup, which that's perfect for Tish. She loves the potency. Honestly, I love Mood. Yeah, well, great. They're, they're like, uh, they are so good. I, they really do have something for every single Mood. And it actually works the way it says that it does. Oh, it does. Yes, it does. What's your favorite product, would you and say? You know what? I, I love their pens. Mm, they are okay. really good. Okay, cool. Yeah, Mood offers uh, things like flour, gummies, vapes, and more. And they have this THCA product that converts into THC when you heat it and you get access to the classic marijuana high. Mood's latest and most potent breakthrough in the world of legal cannabis. All of their products are regularly tested in third-party labs and sourced from small family farms and pesticide-free, which is so important. They have different strains for specific moods, hence the name of the brand. So whether you want like a euphoric, energized feeling or you're feeling more creative and want to chill, they have something for everybody and plenty of versatile products that go with whatever mood you're going for. Try Moods' new THCA flower today. For a limited time only, get 20% off your first order and a free THCA pre-roll. Just go to hellomood.com and use promo code SWS. That's hellomood.com code SWS for 20% off your order and a free THCA pre-roll. Cute. I actually started watching it. So what's her name? Taisha. Taisha. Yeah. I loved, love, 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 love Taisha. She was awesome. I loved that. I just, that's what got me into this. And so then I started watching The Bachelor and I love it. Welcome to Bachelor Nation. You'll never be able to leave. It's like Hotel California. You could check out, but you can never leave. Uh, it's yeah. a majorly addictive. Like, I just cannot wait till tonight to watch it. Like, counting down the hours. Like, let's go. <laughs> hey, y'all. I'm just calling in with a question for Wells. I just finished the newest YST episode. I actually found out about both podcasts, I guess, from Story We're Stoned. I kind of randomly ran across it on my podcast page. And now I need more brandy in my life. So I listen to both. 
Anyways, well, my question for you was, um, I know you got engaged relatively recently. I was wondering how you kind of knew you were ready uh, to get engaged. Did you and Sarah talk about it? I'm assuming you talked about it beforehand, but did you talk about it very specifically or more kind of like a vague thing and it was a surprise? My boyfriend and I have been together for four years and we're both out of, you know, college and graduate school now. So it's one of those things that I feel like I... I'm kind of waiting for him to kind of bring up the conversation. I was wondering if there were, you know, did you guys talk about rings beforehand? Did you piece them out together? Did you kind of have a vague conversation of this is the time frame we want to get engaged and then surprise her? I just don't. And what do you think is best? Is there anything you would have done differently looking back? Thanks. Love the pod. Love her. Well, I feel bad for her. And that guy's an idiot. Well, yeah. Uh, This is a lot of pressure, this question. (laughs) I love this question, though. This is great. Great intel. Well, I would say if I any advice, don't get engaged right before a pandemic that makes it so you can't get married for a couple of years, because that yeah. sucks. Um, I would actually say, like, don't get engaged right now. One, because so many people that were engaged last year are now trying to get married, you know, this year or next year. And like there is no room at <laughs> any of the inns to have a freaking wedding. So just yeah. so you know that, okay? <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> just in terms of like, if I knew I was ready or not, you know, I think that pretty early on, I, I knew that I thought, or I thought that Sarah was the one. I think we did talk about it, almost like pillow talk, I guess, about getting married and being engaged and like what that looked like. And... I, how did it happen? One day we went to like the mall, I think in Nashville, and we went to Tiffany's and tried on rings. And I like just made mental notes of like what size fit and like what she liked. She was very specific about what she liked. It was like no halo cuts, oval style, thin bands, platinum. Like I knew all these things. So I made like notes in my phone of like the things that I needed to do. That is and, good. Yeah. <laughs> and then I called up, you know, she has like her own like jeweler for red carpet stuff. And so I called up Lorraine Schwartz and I said, this is what I know she wants. Go make it. And she said, say no more. And then like <sighs> five months later, a ring arrived. <laughs> well, uh, gosh, I'm impressed. Well. Me too. But Wells definitely, he knew he couldn't fuck this up. You know what? But you know, what's funny is that. So, uh, so there's a difference between your ring size and carrot size. Yeah. Um, yeah. So- <laughs> <laughs> So when you say, when they say like, what size do you want? They're, t- and they're asking about carrot size. Yes. Don't make the mistake that I did and say the ring size, the <laughs> finger size, because then you're kind of pot committed to a much bigger diamond. Than I think you originally thought you were going to be getting. Absolutely. Please tell me. Oh my gosh. I'm dying. Okay. At least Sarah is a very itty bitty little girl. <laughs> very true. Like if she had like fat sausage fingers, I would be so broke right now. (laughs) You'd be in big trouble. All right. Well, great question. And thanks for being a listener of both podcasts. Let's let's see what else we got. Hey, guys. This is Courtney. I am from Illinois. That was my dog. Her name is Basil. And then I have another dog named Ruby. And I wanted to ask Wells who his favorite Cyrus sibling was besides Brandy. I know you guys are really good friends. And so I just wanted to see who his favorite was. I also wanted to ask what, if there's like any advice you have for dogs and how to get them trained to go outside. My dogs have had issues inside, peeing and pooping inside. 
And I just wanted to know if you guys had any tips of how to get them to know to go outside. It's uh, zero below here. So just was wondering if you guys had any ideas. Okay. Love you guys. Have a great day. Bye. She's for sure stoned, right? Absolutely stoned. And if it is zero below, I know one way. Move. (laughs) Mom. Not zero below all the time. We're in the middle of an ice vortex. It's 60 degrees here in Studio City. It's beautiful. Gorge. And I know the answer for his favorite, si- the sibling of Brandy's. Me. You're not, yep. mom. You're not a sibling. Yes, I am. You're not. <laughs> I am Noelle. You, you might look funny? like one. This is what my answer was going to be. I was going to say Tish the Dish is definitely my favorite sibling because one, she looks younger than all you guys do anyways. <laughs> and I was kind of thinking that in that post I put picture I posted from the Super Bowl of the three of us. I was like, how does mom look younger than me and Miley? This that something's not right here. <sighs> Yeah, Um, I will say this, that Cyrus Miley is my least favorite because she thinks that my name is Adam Wells. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) True. You really say that. Yes. No. Yes, on multiple occasions. She's met me so many times and she thinks my name is Adam Wells. It's fine. Listen, I get it. You're a big pop star, but still... It's not called Your Favorite Thing Podcast with Brandy and Adam, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i do love i do love nikki champagne though mm-hmm. nikki i do champagne. love young young noah is the best mad love well Wait, she was, was so cute question? yes yesterday noah got me a valentine's teddy bear and flowers and it was so sweet and i thought we just had the best evening and then she got home text me and see if i'd wash her dogs for a few days and i said no Woo! She took <laughs> all that Valentine's love back so fast. Oh yeah. She was she was not happy with me. Oh my gosh. Well, speaking of dogs, the second half of this question is apparently Courtney's having a hard time uh getting her dogs to go outside to go to the bathroom. I we have go out in that weather either. <laughs> Honestly, little dog won't go when it's this cold. That's not true. Yes, it is. She pees in her. You know this. She pees in her crate often. I don't know. I I think it's yeah, from trauma. I think it's from the trauma of being a lab dog, and they put them in such small cages they can't stand up, and so they get used to peeing on themselves. That's my theory. This is terrible. <laughs> I just think the tr- crate training method is the only way if you're having issues like that. I agree. Unless yeah, you're I, a little dog, and then you pee in the crate. I Ooh. think you gotta smack them on the butt when they do it, and then you gotta. <laughs> Put their face in the pee and say no. This is and absolutely not this, good advice. This is a guy thing. This it's, is a guy thing because Reinhardt does this. I have had multiple dogs, and this is how I train them. And it took like three smacks in the butt. You, you also got to catch them in the act. Catch them in the act. Smack them in the butt. To- take their face. Put their nose into it, and then make them go outside, and then sit there, and then watch them until they pee. And then when they pee, then you like act like they just created the printing press you okay, just I do spam agree with all these other things just got the nose in it that sounds terrible i can't wait till wells as a kid i can't wait to see what kind of parenting oh. skills this is your kind of skills as a parent <laughs> this is insane no. this conversation's taking a turn okay our next question comes from a listener from australia Ooh. So she left us a voice memo via Instagram. 
Hey Stoners, I am 23 from Australia. I'm a huge fan of this podcast and Brandy and Wells. Ding, ding, ding. I also listen to IFT. Um, my question is for all of you. How do you go with everything you do being so public? Like going to the shops, people noticing you or taking photos of you and everything you do. And Chish, how did you go with, you know, your kids growing up and everything they do is just so public and online forever. And Wells and Brandy, if you would ever have children, would you keep them private or post them all over social media? Um, keep up the good work and I love you all. Love her accent. So good. Tia. That's a really good question, actually. Well, before we called you in, we were just talking a bit about the Britney Spears doc, just the element of the paparazzi and everything and how hard that is. Yeah. I mean, like the great what I really liked about that question was like, what do you do being because I guess I guess Billy Ray was famous by the time you guys had kids. Was he like people follow you around like paparazzi follow you around famous? Yeah. So did you have the conversation? Because here's my thing. I have I have elected to become a public persona. I made that life decision. So I have to like take the consequences, the good and the bad that come with all that. But I do think a kid hasn't made that decision. Therefore, I don't think that they should be subjected to the same kind of, uh, I don't know, consequences that their parents do. So my thought on that what would be, I think I would want to wait until the I would had a kid that could make the decision be like, yeah, I'm cool with like you taking pictures of me and putting on Instagram or like I'm cool with like paparazzi's taking pictures of me and putting it on magazines. Uh, but until then, keep like, I guess, put like an emoji over their face. I don't know. But also what I love about social media is it brings everyone in the world into your live and you get to see like just like the mundane aspects of it. And I guess I would want them to see my kid. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that portion of the question. I know it's tough. But what I do know is like with Brittany and even Molly, the, the sad thing is, is like at that point and at that height, you don't have a freaking choice mm-hmm. unless you don't leave your, your house. Yeah. And that's the crappy part. And that's the part that Brandon and I were talking about that like there should be laws against especially chasing minors down. I think putting your kids on social media, yeah, that's a choice that you make, but it's really sad for when you actually don't have a choice at all. I think that was really hard. But yeah, like I don't know if I had, you know, was like you and you would have a kid in this day and age, like if I would, I mean, I, I feel like you, I think that you want people to know who you really are and be a part of your life and your journey and all these things. And so I think I would want to post but I don't know. I know. I guess I, when I, they're like super small, like our friend Leslie Murphy just had a baby a few days ago, actually. And she has already posted a photo of um, her. Her name's Nora. And but like when they're that small, I, I feel like it's probably pretty harmless. But then it's like then when they start getting a little bit older, where people get more judgmental, maybe that's when they maybe pull back and don't show so much. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I I look at like, Chrissy and John, right? Because they definitely do not hold back of showcasing their their family on social media. Mm -hmm. And I was at the farmer's market with Sarah. We I think I think we were getting papped at the time. And we saw these two kids. And I was like, that's Chrissy Teigen's kid. And I said it like out loud because I was like, oh my God, that's Chrissy Teigen's kid. And the 
the it was I think like the nanny or something turns around and gave me a look. And the kid was like, you know, like looked at me. And then I felt so terrible because I was like, oh, my God, this poor little kid is just at the farmer's market, like wanting to get a balloon or something. And then some weirdo is saying like, oh my God, I know, you know, like I felt so gross about it. But like, just as like a normal American, I think you just do that. Cause you're like, oh my God, there's someone famous. Oh, there it is. You know? And then I was yeah. like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. That was weird. Yeah. And you know, like, honestly, <laughs> I think those instances, like you're saying, like when you don't want it, like when you don't ask for it or like, so Noah, obviously now she has chosen to be in the public eye and, and chosen to do that. But when she was younger and not just paparazzi, but people in general, you know, when she was super, super little, like it was just so crazy, you know, that run up and take your picture and ah, and like, it always bothered her. Like, she'd be like, don't take my picture." Like even like at horse shows and stuff, like people would be taking pictures. She just didn't want her picture taken. Cause I think it literally scarred her from a small, a very young age. I really do. Yeah, I do remember Even that. Just because she was only like six when Hannah Montana came out, and the paparazzi was so bad around Molly, and it would Noah would just be terrified. It was sad. It was really mm -hmm. freaking sad. Yeah, totally. All right, we got one more question. Hi, hi, Tish and Brandy and Wells. I'm so excited to be calling in. I love your show and also love YFT. My question this week is for Wells. I know that Sarah is really open about her mental health struggles because I follow her on social media and I find it really inspiring because I also suffer with mental health um, issues, having anxiety and different things. So I was wondering, being the significant other of somebody who suffers from mental health stuff, is there anything that you guys do in your relationship that makes it not as difficult on you when she's having her time where she needs to be like by herself? I worry about my husband because he's so great and he never complains. But I was just wondering if there's anything that I could do to like help him in times when I'm not feeling so great, but I don't want him to feel like responsible for those feelings. So yeah, love you guys. Have a great day. Thanks. Great question. Very good. Yeah, and obviously I don't want to speak for uh, Sarah, but I like how she phrased it at the end because then I'm giving advice for the husband. Mm -hmm. um, I think that the best thing, and I, I mean, I do this a lot, but the best thing I think you can do for your husband is to just like kind of keep him in the loop of how you're feeling. My initial reaction when she's upset, and by the way, also, I have seasonal depression too. And also, I feel like everyone does now because we're stuck in this time loop of COVID. But my initial reaction when she's not like feeling super hot is that I think I've done something wrong. And then I'm like on edge and scared that like, oh, God, what did I do? Or what did I say? And she's always like, it's not you. Don't worry about it. And I think that like that's something that we've talked about when she's not feeling super hot is to like keep me in the loop about like how you're feeling just so I know that like it's not something that I did. And then also like when you're not feeling super great like i know there are certain things that like bring her out of those funks and if i'm kind of aware of what's going on then i can be proactive about it and be like all right we're getting five guys or let's go for a walk or like you know whatever those things are let's watch uh, outlander for the 17th time like those things that like help her through uh the bad times are much easier to navigate when i know that we're going down that road that's really good communication is everything yeah, it's a very long wind way of being like, talk to each other. No, but mm -hmm. true. Like I could see like if, you know, like you're anxious or you just need to be like, if I'm anxious or I'm sad, I want to be alone. 
Um, yeah. and I could see where somebody could like, even your dad, I like, maybe if I'm acting that way and not explaining why, then he could feel like I was just being mean or, or that he did something or, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just like, you could be all kinds of things that you're going on in your mind. But if you just tell that person, your husband that, you know, what's how you're feeling, it would be total, you know, I would just perceive it totally yeah. different. So something, something that I watched in that Brene Brown documentary was so, so cool to hear her talk about, like she's married and she was telling a story about one time her and her husband were at like Lake, Lake Travis or something. And they were in the water with other kids. And she had said something to him like this. I'm so glad we did this. Like this is, I'm having so much fun with you. I feel so connected or something like that. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Water's great. And like swam away. And she, and she was like, and then she was like, I was kind of far away from him. So I waited till I was closer and said it again. And then he had the same reaction and just like, was like, yeah, yeah. And swam away from me. And she was like, so of course, like I go back to the dock, like so upset. And the story I told myself was, and she like went on with this whole thing that she had made up in her head that, that he was mad at her about. And that's why he acted that way. When really that, that all the time. which really that wasn't it at all. Like he was having an insecurity thing on his, of his own that had nothing to do with her. And that's why he like reacted that way. And so she was like, I think it's important to tell, like to tell each other, like, Hey, this is the story I'm telling myself right now. Like, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause I do think we do that when the other person's not talking, we just start to make that it up. That happened to me and dad during Christmas. Yeah. And I literally had made something up in my brain (laughs) and like, and then like held it in and was just weird for like three days. Three days? Yeah. Like, like definitely two days went by and I was ice cold mother for no reason. And then when I finally said, well, I was being icy, (laughs) he was like, what? Like, I don't even know what you're talking Like, he was so confused and was like, why? He goes, why didn't you say something, dum-dum? <laughs> that would be my reaction. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, because we don't communicate very good and we haven't for 25 years. So why start now? <gasps> Mother, it's never too late. I know. And you know what? He, he, <laughs> he opened the line of communication and I said, I am really proud of you. Because I would not have done that. I was being non-communicative and not really caring. And then I literally, when I said what was wrong, it was so silly. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Communicate. It's key. Key. Oh, man. All right. Well, that was a great DRMT segment. One of our best. And, And we're not even finished. I don't think we can let Wells go without telling him that we've totally ripped off YFT. Oh, yeah. Have have a segment that where we talk about what we're watching, reading, listening to. (laughs) And because I told her, like, we can't do that. It's my other podcast. She was like, yes, we can. And I go, no, that's off limits. So we actually call the segment off limits. Okay. Okay. Perfect. But it's actually just YFT. I know. I know what I want to talk about. What? Firefly. Wait. Firefly Lane. Yes. Wells refuses to watch it. Okay. Yeah, you probably shouldn't. Honestly. (laughs) I don't even know. Like, I loved it so much that it's not like the most premium show I've ever that's, seen. That's know? what I said. Like, you no, know what no, I mean? No, no like, groundbreaking got, plot, no insane yeah. conflict or twist. And just, no, like, the acting doesn't have to be great. Like, it's just like a thing. But it reminds me so much of me and my friend Missy. Oh. 
Oh, and oh, you want to hear another freaking kick in the ke- teeth? Like Willary says, be careful. Don't knock out the boars. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> They're saying. But anyway, I okay. literally had a call with that rider mm-hmm. about Firefly Lane like seven years ago. And tried to get the production to buy the IP to make it a freaking TV show. Guess what they said to me? No. And now, once again, somebody made it. I could have made it better. But just being honest, I just said it wasn't that premium. But I loved it. And I knew the story was going to be good. And I just have to shout out to Bo Garrett. Do you know who she is, Wells? She's hot. Bo Derrick? Like, uh... It sounds like that, but it's Bo Garrett. No, I know who Bo Derek is. Honestly, she is just hot. Hot, <laughs> hot, hot. Like, I want to be her. She's Which amazing. one is she in the show? She plays Cloud. Oh, okay. So her mom. So it's her mom, yeah. And, and I, everybody always told me I needed to cut my hair off when I was 30. Mm-hmm. And I'm 50 freaking three. And it, oh. this sleeve is like a 20 inch. So <laughs> everybody could just suck it. Uh, but I loved it that she's like 75 in the show and her heart gray wig, that is going to be me at 70. You're going to have a wig? I'm, no, I'm going to have this hair, this, oh, my oh. real, plus the fakies in here. And it's oh. all going to be gray <laughs> and long. Yeah, but, but, but I'm looking her up. Bo Garrett's she's 38, uh, but, but she plays an older lady. She well, starts out her age and then she's an uh, old lady by the end. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the end, like her hair is like long, all gray. She's a hippie girl, you know. She's so cute. So you really just identify with this woman? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I wish, like, you know what? If I wouldn't have had forty-five kids and been <laughs> managing pop stars all over the world, in my heart, I was her at thirty-seven, just chilling out, listening yeah. to music, and now living the life. Now I know why. Tish loves Paul McDonald so much. Oh, yeah. Paul is, is the guy version of what you just described. 1,000%. And his <laughs> fiance reminds me of a cloud, like, girl. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, you're insane. I don't think you understand her obsession with Paul McDonald. It is serious. You know what? I love you so much, Paul. And, like, <laughs> I, he is my forever on this, on that album. I have I have chilled on it a little bit. You have. Is it because you know what? You chilled on it when he got engaged. No, I yes, chilled I chilled on it in Nashville because I didn't leave the freaking house. And I do listen to him at home a lot, but in the car, there is nobody playing but Paul. Wow. Have you gone back? Like, so I've known Paul forever. Have you gone back to his like uh Grand Magnolias or High Tide Blues days? What was it great? Yes, yes, absolutely. Like when he was like in his college band, like when he first like broke out in Nashville, he was in a band called High Tide Blues and then they changed it to Grand Magnolias. You'd love it. Check that it out. That sounds cool. Yeah. There you go. Some fresh okay. new Paul McDonald's yeah, for maybe, you. Like, honestly, you do not know how many times I've listened to his that, that album, Modern Hearts. Yeah. Like it, I, at some point I had to stop because like, honestly, it was like an obsession. <laughs> it truly was. So I'm going to go look up his stuff. She literally nope. would be like, Bran, you got to check out this guy, Paul McDonald. I'm like, mom, well, Wells has been friends with him forever. I know who he is. <laughs> Love Paul. He's amazing. Insane. Well, I think that about wraps it up. Tizzle, unless you've got any baked goods you need to share. Hmm. Let me check on my list. 
Tizzle's Bake Shop, what do we got? So basically, Tish, it's like little things that make her life just nifty that she talks about. And then we post links to where you can get it. God, I need this like for- Like air fryer. Yeah, I need this for our podcast because I've got a, I've got like a running bit in my house called Sarah Loves the Sale. And because she just, it's just nothing but Amazon packages coming to our house every single day. And I'm like, I don't understand what, why are you getting this stuff? And she's always like, well, it was on sale. I got it on sale. And I was like, okay, Sarah loves a sale. And it's just so much crap that we don't need. And she's getting clothes to go out. <laughs> yeah, that I don't do. I stopped buying clothes. I'm just like, forget it. Like, why? Like but for like, a minute there, you were buying Amazon sweatpants. Oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got them on. I'm wearing them as we speak. But let me just tell you what is life changing. Hold on. Okay. Life changing. The Revlon one step hair dryer. Oh, so, this friend, is the Super Bowl. so as I'm at the Super Bowl, my friend Gabby was staying with us at our Airbnb and she had this weird tool laying out a hair dryer thing. And I'm like, what's this? And she's like, you've got to try it. It's so good. Like it truly just, you get like a salon blowout so easy. And I've tried these before and they always like get tangled or it's too hot. It was unreal. Like so good. And so I ordered it and I'm putting this link, like I'm telling you, especially like my hair is really baby fine and everything gets tangled in it and it does not get tangled. It does not get too hot. It is freaking awesome. Okay. All right. Let me see. I've got one. Oh, well, hold your horses. <laughs> what? I did. Brandy can't have a baked good. One more. This is kind of maybe an old lady buy, but I got a commercials really do get in your sake. Oh yeah. A WeatherTech cup phone, universal phone holder. So instead of clipping it to the vent or putting it somewhere that it doesn't stand up, it's a place for you to put your phone in the car Mm -hmm. And it is so good because it does fit in the cup holder and it comes with a bunch of different sizes for the cup, the holder thingy. And it just stays so perfect. Like, I cannot tell you. Wow. And I saw that commercial about 800 times over Christmas and it was in my psyche. So, like, one day I was holding my phone and it was I was doing all this stuff and I was like, I really need to get that WeatherTech <laughs> cup holder. And it's genius. Wait, but hold on. I have a... You're sacrificing valuable cup holder real estate here. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I thought about that. You really, really are. But for me, it was worth it. <laughs> it was worth worth giving up the real estate because I was so sick of my phone being all over the place and I just needed it to be right there. And it just positions it perfectly. Okay. Wow. All right. Yep. What's your Well, mine is, it's it's so simple. Like it's just so obvious, but my mom knows this about me. When I make coffee, I, I drink it so slow that I have to reheat it like three or four times. So my, my friend Summer is here and she's staying with me during this ice storm to help me with all the horses. And she was like, oh, she goes, you got to get a little mug warmer. My dad has them and he has them all over the house. One at his desk, one in the kitchen, one everywhere. And it's just this little like hot plate that's just big enough for a mug to sit on that sits on your desk or wherever and just plugs in and it keeps your coffee at the same temperature until it's gone. Genius, well, that's amazing. But bucks. then, when you touch the cup, do you get burned? No, not the hand. Not if you touch just the handle. It's not going to burn you. It doesn't keep it like hot, hot, hot. It keeps it like warm, like warm. I'm like, like that too. Like I'll, <laughs> your dad would be like, "Are you going to nurse that all day?" Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> oh, so gross. 
I'm telling you, 20 bucks to keep my coffee warm for a few like hours, it. I'm in. I so think I'll post I'm going to get one right now, as a matter of fact. Genius. Reels. Wells, anything on Amazon you can't live without? Well, first of all, the guy that started uh, Ember is at my golf club, and I played golf with him. Wait, what's Ember? So you, it's a, She sent me this and said, you need this, like, years ago when it came out. Tell yeah. us. It's a mug that connects to your phone and it you set like whatever temperature you want the liquid in it and it keeps it at a constant temperature like all day until the battery dies on it i got one for sarah and she absolutely loves it but he was telling me like what the next iteration is and i think the next iteration is going to be for like for like baby bottles that like need to stay Genius. warm for a while i was like mm. damn it's gonna make a lot of money and you know here's my, my attorney would say to that i would try to do something genius like that and he'd be like yeah until it's still it's Scalds the inside of the yeah. mouth and you get sued <laughs> for your house. <laughs> oh my God. The, o- the only thing that I have that I, uh, the Amazon buy that I love is, well, no, there's a bunch of them, but I have a um, wireless charger for my phone that sits like right on my bed, like right on my bedside table. And then it also charges my AirPods and my watch all like in one wow. thing. Wow. I love it. I, I I mean, Sarah makes fun of me for it and says I'm like uh, like Steve Jobs dork, but I like it. All the stuff is right there. I mean, it makes sense, but I was thinking this could look a little nuts on my bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the aesthetic is not ideal. I'm like, hmm, let me think about that for a second. <laughs> Okay, well, guys, it's been real because I'm going to go watch The Bachelor. Okie doke. Right. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. Finally, we got it. I know. Really? Okay, finally, so- you just asked me. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. I always feel bad asking people because I feel like they don't aren't really going to want to tell me no. And then I don't want them to do it just because they don't want to tell me no. I only want them to do it if they really want to do it. Yeah, the truth of the matter is that no one's really got anything going on. So when you put something on someone's calendar, they're like, man, I got I got to do something on this Monday. I mean, it's true. <laughs> Plus, Wells loves you, Tizzle, and Wells loves mm-hmm. to talk. So I would say that this was not a burden for him. No. Well, this was great. I had so much fun. Me too. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Give Sarah a hug from us. Um, and real quick stoners don't forget if you want to call in and leave questions for dear mt next week you can call our voicemail and we'll play your message live on the podcast and answer that number is 818-839-0534 and if you're outside of the united states you can just go into your instagram dms and send us a voice memo and we can also play that on the podcast so make sure you do that make sure you subscribe we love a five-star review tell your friends about the pod you know, show us some love. Okie doke. Bye, stoners. Bye, stoners. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.